Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Hello to all our cute cats and kittens out there. You're listening to a special, we call them mini-sodes, but this isn't going to be a mini-sode. This is probably still going to be close to a full episode, all about the show that's sweeping the nation, Tiger King. I couldn't bring this uh, review in without other Infinity Bros. Uh, so first, we have Infinity Bro, Robbie. Robbie, how are you? Uh, it's hello, all you cool cats and kittens. Did I say crazy? You said cute, I'm pretty sure. Oh, hey, all you cute cats and kittens. <laughs> that, that works. That's good. It'll play. Um, and then other Infinity Bros, uh, our second one is Infinity Bro, Mark. Mark, how are you? Doing great. I'm glad to be back with the Infinity Bros universe. Uh, Got to do another shout out to my other uncle, Regan, for his birthday today. Uncle Regan. Let me guess. He's 97. Yep. Nailed it. Awesome. The Duke of Dana Point. The Duke of Dana Point. And then finally, uh, we have Infinity Bro, Isaac. Isaac, how are you? I am doing wonderful. Thank you very much. Isaac, we're glad to have you. Thanks for being on today. Uh, shout out to ourselves. Great episode last week, guys. We had um, Scott Higa of the Christian Nerd Podcast on. Uh, got a lot of great feedback on it. It's uh, one of our uh, kind of more watched episodes we've had in a while. So thanks to everybody that watched it. Uh, we will save reviews for next week, even though we don't have any. So, Hey, I give that episode a, a 5.67. Yep. It was more like a 5.43 on my end, I think. Are you rating how old Scott is or just the episode itself? He's 543 or 43. Mm, a little bit more than that. Somewhere yeah. between there, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, so if you, have a, if you have a review you'd love to leave for us, we'd love for you to share it on the iTunes app. Uh, look, you're all trapped inside like the rest of us. Just get your ear ends on your phone and leave us a review. Right now we need one, okay? <clears throat> we, we need a review really bad, people. Just, just do it for us. Uh, but this episode is going to be a all Tiger King episode. It means we will be spoiling this episode. So we're going to go ahead and put the spoiler bumper right here. This is... Prepare yourself. At Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. You heard a couple of us talk about our rating system on this show earlier. And so we're going to put the explanation for that right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible, and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an infinity step. All right. uh, Guys, this is a little more of an unconventional show. Uh, so it's going to be a little more of an unconventional show on our end. Uh, but we're going to treat this like a big movie premiere. So if you've seen some of our movie episodes, what we do is we do an initial review on the front end with our rating. Um, we can talk about spoilers because we put the bumper out there. And uh, so we're going to go around real quick uh, and just share our initial thoughts. We'll get into the details, the nitty gritty here as we go. Um, we're actually doing two top fives at the end of the show, which we're really excited about. We'll talk about those later. Uh, but we're going to start with you, Robbie. Robbie, will you share your first initial thoughts of this show and a rating for us? Review it the best you can. Go. I don't think there are words in the dictionary to properly 
condense this show into into a, a reviewable subject matter. It's crazy, it's wild, it has more twists and turns than a Quentin Tarantino movie. Six out of six, everyone should watch it. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you, Robbie. That was that was beautiful. Um, the Netflix-led uh, documentary series, I think we'll call it that genre, uh, was filmed by Eric Good, who actually owns a bar uh, that's featured on Sex and the City, guys. I don't know if you knew that, but he does. Uh, Mark... What did you think of Eric Good's uh, documentary series, and what do you rate it? I've never witnessed such a twist and turn of a doc where it just got crazier and crazier and then just blew up in your face right at the end. Uh, it kept you on your on, on your toes. It rocked my socks off a few times, and I give it a 6 out of 6. This is this is something else. This 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 bad boy is... Something else. Uh, I have been quoted, and I will st- I will stand on this. I think for a while, this is Netflix's greatest achievement. Um, if this is true, if a report comes out down the line that some of this was staged or not true or acted, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be livid. Um, but if it is all true and it is all nonfiction, this is potentially one of the greatest documentaries ever made because there's never ever been anything like this i don't think i will ever watch anything like this again i give tiger king a six out of six as well isaac we will go to you echoing what you guys have said already about the show holy crap you watch the first five minutes of this of the first episode and you're like what am i getting myself into what (laughs) what is going on right now and it doesn't stop getting crazier until like maybe the sixth episode. And like it's just nonstop. You you think you've hit your crazy limit and something else happens and it tops it. Or somebody else pops up and they're just more crazy than what you've already been watching. It is like it's like a car wreck or a train wreck. Like it's awful, but you can't stop watching it. Like, you have to know what's going on. It draws you in. Um, I will give this show a 5.5 out of 6, if only for the ending being semi-anticlimactic. And they didn't really do anything different as a documentary, but the subject matter is a hard 6 out of 6. Holy crap. These people are nuts. Isaac, as we dive deeper into this talk, and I think we're going to have a lot to unpack here, I am curious, what about the ending? What would you have liked for the ending? Would you have liked just the craziness to like continue for eternity? Or like, what was your expectation of how this is resolved? Like, I'm, I'm trying to understand that honestly, part the Honestly, I had no expectations because I had no idea where it was going. But where it ended up, it just like the last episode, like – like I said before, like you start watching it and the crazy just keeps climbing and climbing. And then it kind of like plateaus in the sixth episode, I believe. And then it just kind of like, it. I feel like the ending is just like fades into oblivion. Like there's, there's just, that's it. And you're like, Oh, okay. All right. Like obviously documentaries, a lot of them, there is no like really good final ending because their stories are still being told which his is 
but I just, I don't know. I just felt like the last two episodes kind of were like they started going down for me in the interest level, even though I was already interested in these character stories and stuff like that. So that's why I gave it the half point off. If you remember from our rating system, that avoids an infinity snap. And I thought for sure this one was going to nail it, but um, I guess it won't. Uh, Mark, you, you and which one of you watched this first, Mark? You or Robbie? I, I know Robbie started. I don't know who finished first, though. Yeah, you probably finished. I I had to. I watched it over like three days, I think, two or three I, days. I watched it all this last past Friday. I don't know how you guys kept it together without telling more people about this. I mean, when I watched this, I couldn't stop talking about it. I couldn't. I spent I spent that whole evening watching six episodes and then finishing the last episode the next day. I don't know how you guys kept it together. Just better men, I guess. I guess so. You're better men. I didn't know Mark was all the way through it either. I didn't know if everyone was just going to binge the whole thing or what was going to happen. And also don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, this one's a spoiler-heavy one. Um, let's just go ahead and dive in. Um, right, out the get- right out the get-go, we basically focus on three different um, tiger, big tiger cat zoos uh that are that are being that are being owned by one person named doc one person named joe exotic and one person named carol there's a big well, hold up kind one of one of them isn't a zoo one's a sanctuary uh, it's an animal animal we'll rescue we'll talk about that one in a little zoos bit. profit they're a non-profit they are a non-profit i will give you that credit that they are a non-profit and as somebody who runs a non-profit i can after seeing they have the um, charity navigator score of four stars that is an impressive feat um initially in that first episode were we all against carol right out the gate in that first episode because i've heard some people watch this show and go okay i liked carol first episode and like halfway through second then you get to episode three and my perspective changes that's where i was at with carol or did you right out the gate hate carol like where were you on that i think i i didn't um dislike her that much right away like i i definitely was not a fan of her in the first episode but obviously the more you go on the more you hate her until whatever the climax of her story is in in episode four i think or, or i don't remember exactly but yeah like there is definitely a turning point in which you're like oh my gosh this woman is evil i don't like her at all ever just tell what, what, what made you not like her right out the gate Robbie tell me about that I think it was like right away you could tell that she was trying to like make her place seem like holier than thou but like if you're looking right at it, it's like Joe's place actually kind of looks nicer like Annie has more and your place is like the same you just say it's a rescue but it doesn't really seem like it's a rescue she like they never go into the like the depths of how it's really a rescue other than she just pays makes people pay to come there like is that money going to them or what's going on there it she just seems shady from the get-go and obviously as it as a season went uh that was well founded that she was indeed shady well and all of them were shady right like all every every leader of all of these ended up to being very shady and we'll talk about that in a little more robbie robbie we've talked offline about this but can you lead the charge on doc what I, are your thoughts i on can't doc? stand doc what is your rating of doc give us your rating of doc is do we, can we go negative at all? Like that guy? Why oh, could wait, wait, wait? Do you like him worse 
or more than Carol? Oh, we had this discussion yesterday, and I couldn't decide. Well, like, and we're gonna have top five. We'll have top five. Cr- spoiler alert for the radio show, but top five craziest characters will come later. I think your ranking will. I really will don't like that. either of them. It's really hard to. I I don't know. I didn't like Doc at all. Carol seemed like she actually kind of cared. Doc just seemed like he was doing it for his own personal gain most of the time. Where. I mean, Carol's doing the same thing, but she kind of cared, maybe. Mark, what are your thoughts on Carol? I mean, on Doc. Uh, Doc's just misunderstood, man. <laughs> Walk us through that. Walk us through that, Mark. I just this is how I this is how I envisioned it. I think I know he's been accused of some, like you know he's accused of euthanizing the Cubs that age out of the whole pet thing. But I think you know, <laughs> and he's a cult leader. Potentially, we don't know. <laughs> some people call it a cult leader. Some call it a lover, a lover of tigers. Whatever, man. <laughs> and multiple women. What's well? I mean, what's wrong with that, Max? You know. <laughs> what do you mean? You know? What is that? Editing this out, Max. <laughs> just go ahead and edit this. Part oh right yeah, you're just gonna right edit now. it out. I'll bring it up later. Whatever. I'm talking to future Max. Right <laughs> now. Right. We're editing it out. <laughs> I don't know, like, if you can put into words. Gosh. Like, Doc, on surface, seems like such a nice dude and, like, super chill. But yes. I would really like to know what he's like as, like, if I was an employee there. Like, is he... Because you didn't get that at all, that he was, like, a mean person. Like, you got that from Carol a little bit. Like, oh, she doesn't know her interns. And you kind of got that from Joe. It's like, Joe doesn't really know what's really going on and can be just a straight-up butthole to people. In their defense, Joe definitely cares about his guys, it, it, does he care about them to an extent to pay them sufficiently? No. But none of them got paid well. No, 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 no. But he cared about them as people. And and and, and to be honest, he wasn't necessarily living that luxurious life either. It was more of that, you know, fake kind of nasty. Well, meth is expensive. Trashy life. Oh, meth is not expensive. Right. Meth and the park. Right. Yes. And weed for his lovers. I think the reason that. His husbands. Yeah. Whatever. I think the reason that like I grew to hate Doc so much is because at the beginning you're, you kind of thought like Doc was the voice of reason, <laughs> right? and then they go <laughs> then they go a little more in depth on him, and you're just like, this guy is also a dirtbag. Like I think that's why I I started really disliking Doc even more. Everyone else I kind of realized that these people are are dirtbags. Doc, I was like, this guy kind of seems like a good guy. No, I think Doc is well seasoned. He he is a better. Um, PR person in person Carol is better behind the screen and Joe Exotic is the showman oh yeah so of the three of them if you watch all three of their things at the same time you're gonna love Joe Exotic the most because you're like that guy's just crazy he's just nut he's a nut job versus Doc you're gonna feel like he maybe knows the most and because he's gonna talk your ear off and invite mm-hmm. you in and you're gonna want to hang out with him and you're gonna want to be one of know, his wives Carol you're just nervous you're gonna end up in a meat grinder uh, Isaac uh, or under the septic tank or in a septic tank, or in a tiger cage, by yourself, covered in covered oil. In, what covered in oil and what? She said covered in oil and what else did she say? She like said, sar- sardines or something. Sardine. Oil. sardine, sardine is that what it is? That was what it was. Yep. She said covered in sardine. <laughs> I don't know. You have to cover in sardine oil or something. I don't know. That's what tigers love. How would I know that? That's like what they love. You know, um, Isaac. <laughs> what did you think about Saf getting her her arm ripped off, and then a Basically, a week and change later, she's back grinding for a buck fifty. Somebody for, said for this, a yeah, week. right? Somebody said this in our group chat, and it summed it up very well. She is the sanest person 
in this whole documentary. And if that's, that's like saying something huge that this, I mean, she's like totally Is chill. it her or the campaign manager? I said, I said Saf was the most sane person, but I would say it's between her or the dude with no legs. I'm forgetting his name. Oh, I think, I think the workers are, I think the workers around her are way more sane than she is. I mean, I think we'll go into it a little bit later, but like it, it just floors me. The, the honesty of some of these people, like they just are like, whatever. I don't even Mm -hmm. care. Like she just shoots like it is. And, and that's, what I'll I'll probably go into it a little bit later. Some of the characters when we get into those, but but man, she was like I cannot believe that you got your arm ripped off and like even during that part, she's just laying on the floor and she's totally awake and she's like just she's not even yelling. She's just like laying there, like all right. Well, she's in okay, shock, you know. Cool. Yeah, yeah, she's in shock. Come on, but that, okay, that's not fair to give her that criticism. That's not criticism. That's like. I think that's badass. She just sat oh, you just there think and she's took tough. it. Okay, I feel, she's I feel, tough. Okay, yeah. Sure. yeah, she just sat there and was like, "All right, yeah, I, just, I don't have an arm. All right, cool." And then that's when fine. they go, "We can, we can do two years of reconstructive surgery or cut it off," she's, she's like, like ah, cut, it, cut off. it off." Yeah, not yeah. a big deal. Well, isn't that what the injury was? It wasn't necessarily bit off. That it like, it, like she was right, ripping right. her arm mangled. back, and it got like, yeah, because Joe says like all the skin gets ripped off. Right. It was just mangled. And then, you know, could you imagine being at the park when that happens and then Joe Exotic comes out and he's like, hey, guys. All the people in uh, the, the gift wait, shop. Let me, well, let me go get my bomber. Let me go get my bomber coat first. Yep, let me get my EMT coat. I'm just going to tell you right away. Uh, we just had a tiger rip off somebody's arm. Uh, if you want your money back, I'll give it back to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's the time to tell him. I really don't. I don't feel like that's a good time. I think you let him walk and you call it a day and you cut your losses. Um is were John and Travis and we're I think we should tread carefully with how we talk about Travis um but but I would I am curious just like an honest answer here do we think they were actually gay or do we think they were just in it for the drugs or are they both different they went into it pretty extensively in one of the episodes I mean they said uh, I mean, basically, what's his name? John, the other guy, the the meth teeth guy. The one with no John? teeth was John. He, I mean, he ended up, um, he ended up getting um, together with one of the workers there who is a female and left the park. And then, uh, obviously, like we had several sources during that episode. I think it was probably four or five. Um, that said that neither of those guys were gay. Uh, they just were basically doing whatever Travis Joe was doing to do. get trucks and meth and weed. Do you think John was, or do you think he was legitimately gay at Robbie? I honestly think John was just is actually just bisexual because, like, he just he seemed he seemed like he was happy about like the wedding and everything. Like w- during that wedding scene, like Travis is just standing there, like I don't want to be here. What am I doing? He had no emotion whatsoever. Because what was he like a nineteen-year-old dude at that time? Yeah, he's like, how have my decisions led up to this point? Like he must have been like slightly sober during that part, and like it clicked right then and there that he said I do to marry two other dudes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Did Carol Baskin kill her husband? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's that's no when doubt. I didn't start not liking her when they brought that up, and she just like the look on her face is just like she's so flippant about it. Yeah, like doesn't like I wouldn't say remorseful is not the right word, but like sorrow, like no sorrow is on her face. Agreed. 
And, like, the part where... I don't remember what they were talking about, but she, like, rolls her eyes. And I'm like, that you're talking about a dead husband. And mm-hmm. you're rolling your eyes at that? Would I really kill my husband, roll my eyes? It's like, yeah, apparently you did. We'll put it in the show notes uh, on this episode. You'll want to scroll down and, and click on this. Um, the What's her sanctuary called again? Um, Big Cat Rescue. You'll see Big Cat Rescue response. I'll, I'll label it as that. Um, they send this long, like, letter. It was today or yesterday. One of our buddies sent it to us. I think it was today. And it's a response to this whole series. And if you watched it, this is a must-read letter um, where she is detailing all the reasons why none of this is true. And I'm not buying it for a second when I'm reading it. Is it? it, it that's that's got to be bad. Well, and and the hypocritical thing is, the days previous, she was saying as seen on the you know Tiger King documentary, like she was using the Netflix documentary yeah. to profit her animal animal rescue. So it's so what what changed? What all of a sudden changed? Yeah. So she well she hadn't watched it is what had happened, yeah. and she thought that Joe Exotic was going down. And the ironic thing is Joe Exotic, at the end of the show, you hear Joe Exotic just wanted to be famous. He's he's more famous than he's ever been, and he's in jail. And he's happy about it. Like, crazy. Dude's crazy. Like, wild. Robbie, did she kill him? For sure. I, I mean, I always love when documentaries do more research than, like, the cops. And they, like, find everything that, like, the cops might have missed. It's like, it just makes so much sense. Oh, like, my gosh. You, you you tie in like the fam what happened like with the family, you tie in everyone that like basically refuted the same thing like he wouldn't just disappear like there's there's no way he would just disappear. Or the attorney who's like oh there'd be bones everywhere blah 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 and like the next cutscene's like oh tiger's stomachs are super acidic they can eat anything and no- you know bones won't come out bones will be digested. D- d- would you rather have a stereotypical cop investigating your case from a horror movie? Where they're just going to go, oh, you're just a stupid kid. I don't believe you. Or would you rather have these guys investigate your murder? Like, honestly, like, this, this, this might be the worst cops I've ever seen in a TV show. Like, and the only comparison I can make is a stereotypical horror movie cop who doesn't think what's happening is actually happening. Documentary series, they, they do their job. Like, that's where I would just say, like, yeah, give me the doc. Give me the docu series. If something really bad happens to me, I'm just I'm gonna call like a docu series people and be like, hey, can you guys investigate this for me? You do say that though, but like you guys all remember making a murderer when that phase went on and everybody was super into that show. Like there were some stuff that came out after the fact that they didn't show a lot of the evidence that was against Stephen Avery in the documentary. Right. So, like, I mean, documentaries have agendas. I mean, that's just document. That's just what a documentary is. And I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe something will come out after the fact with this too. But it seems like they're kind of out to get everybody. So I don't know, like, what I don't know what agenda they would have other than to, you know, just. I mean, this is a crazy story as it is. So maybe they didn't. I, I think have their to agenda was agenda. to show everyone who likes to own big animals, big cats are insane well that's the thing like you joe exotic is probably profiting the most because like through fame but like they showed him being just as bad of a guy he's just has the the character to be you know this big popular infamous character where the other ones you just kind of hate like he's a bad guy too they're all bad people yeah um and, and as we progress through the story but 
let's talk about Howard for a second. Is there a more pathetic character in this show than Howard, her <laughs> husband? Like, I, here's what I, here's what no. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna defend Joe Exotic and Doc here, and and every worker there, uh, and all the and even the girl workers at Doc's place. I feel like they all have dignity. I really do. I feel like they've got some level of dignity. It might be a low level. And honesty. I feel. I. I feel like. I don't know. When they were. When they were in their. Um. Their own cutscenes and like talking on camera. I never ever felt that they were like misleading or telling the. You know. Isaac, I hate to tell you, but that's how cults work. Yes, that is how. That is how cults work. Yep, that's a good point. (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) But like, I mean, Doc. Doc and. What, what's his name? Antel? Antel? Antel. Doc Antel. You know, his his actual name is Bhagavan? Yeah. Well, no, that's his name that he gave himself because that oh, means oh, that, God oh, that is his in name. Hindu. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, but, like, when he was talking about everything else minus his own cult, I mean, obviously he didn't reveal any details about that. But when he was talking about her, when he was talking about Joe, he pulled no punches. He just, like, told it the way that he thought it was. And that's the way I thought Joe did, too. But Carol... I did not feel that way about her when she was on camera. I feel like she was tr- trying to be like all shady and not reveal what was going on in the background and all that stuff. So I don't know. That's that's the way I felt about like Carol was the only one that seemed like obviously they're all terrible people and do terrible things. But Car- Carol was the only one that seemed like shady to me. Like she was actually trying to cover up stuff that she had done or was doing. Yeah, I I, I totally agree with you, Isaac. I think. The level of honesty was un... It was the most redeeming part of this whole series. Mm-hmm. I believe this documentary guy, and as he's even talking to the producer of the fake of the reality show that was trying to build it within this show, right? Like, that's another layer we haven't even talked about. Do, uh, as, as this documentarian was creating this series, did he ever feel at any point that he was like, how on earth did I stumble on all of this? How is all of this coming? Like, he didn't stop. He just kept, mm-hmm. there were so many points that I was like, you could stop right here. You're done. You've done it. You've made the series. You're done. But he kept going. Mark did. Um, With the Are you talking about like the director of the doc? Or are you talking about? I'm talking about everybody. I'm, I'm talking about both directors. I'm talking about the guy, the, the guy who made this, who made Tiger King. See, I would like to know like how he got involved in this whole situation. Did like Rick come to him or like, did they have some connection? Where it's like, Hey dude, you no, gotta know. No, Cause it talks about it at the beginning of the show. Cause he stu- he, he's, uh, he's looking at exotic snakes. Remember? Oh, that's right. And then somebody has that Persian in the yes. back of their truck. And then that leads him down the road yes. to, yes. to that place. But the point I'm saying here is Eric Good, the filmmaker of Tiger King, did Eric Good at what point? And maybe he's still doing it. Maybe he's like, I'm gonna keep going if Joe gets out. Oh yeah, part two. I'm not gonna stop. Um, it, it, at any point, did you think he was going? I'm done. I've got enough. Because it seems like he literally kept going till past Joe got arrested. Well, see, it made me think about this watching it a second time with uh, my wife Kelly. Is I wonder how much more footage and interviews with maybe even different people we didn't see do they have? And is that going to be like the new thing like during our quarantine? Is they're like, hey, whatever you have extra, just we'll put it all together and we'll throw it out there because we just want to give everyone everything on this whole story. Like there's got to be there's got to be hundreds of hours. The Stephen Avery case did a part two as well. I bet they'll wait for a part two. We talked about Rick Kirkman. Uh do we think that Joe burned down uh the 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 studio? 
Oh, 100%. It kind of seemed like it to me, yeah. I have an additional interesting fact on that. Go ahead. Kirkman's house, like um, like six months later, was caught up at, caught in a fire. Dude had a, dude had a terrible year. Yeah, he no. Joe was trying to kill him, like Joe or someone Joe was hiring was trying to kill him. Oh, you're you're saying he? You're saying you think that was like? Yeah. Oh. No, okay, that's not yeah. just a coincidence that that you're like. It's a good point. Your last like how many years of life's work? Or at least get rid of all evidence. I don't know if he's trying to kill him, but he was trying to get rid of anything that no, he no, had no. on Robbie Joe. No, no, no. Robbie is saying that he he tried to burn down his house yeah, after that. It was at saying. he was it was at night. Kirkman was in the house. Like if you burn someone's house down at night, you're probably trying to kill them. Because usually people sleep in their houses at night. Not everyone's a midnight nurse. Not Isaac. like Zane. Oh yeah, and Zane. who just works at, Zane's on the just front works lines. at Amazon. It's on the front lines. Um, so if, if there's, if, if you have to, if you have to pick one or the other, which one are you betting is more true that Joe exotic burned down the studio or Carol Baskin killed her husband? Oh, Carol Baskin. More true. Which one are you like more confident in? Which theory are you more confident in? Which one, which one do, which one do I think would, I would win in court? I would Yes, we'll say that. Which one, if you had to fight it, which one could you win in court? I would go Joe burning down his own his own. If building. we're fighting in court, yeah, that I would say Joe. But like, man, if if we're just going based off of what I think, oh, that's so hard. I think uh, Joe has an alibi. He was gone. That's yeah. He's too easy. All of his people are devoted to him. I mean, did anybody see him at the funeral though? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They don't say anything. They don't say he it, had an but. alibi. Yeah, but if nobody sees him there and nobody can verify his alibi, then if I'm getting um, convicted of that, I don't know if I'm going to that wedding. I mean, that funeral. Well, but also Carol. But I mean, Carol was cleared by the cops on hers too. So like, she obviously has clearance. Yeah, but her brother was a cop, bro. I never talked to him. I didn't know I had a brother who was a cop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Roll my eyes. He was like he was like five years Big younger than me. We didn't even talk much. I thought that was I thought that was odd. He was five years younger than me. I've never. I was not very close with my brother. He was like nine when I was like fourteen. And we happen to live in the same city. It's so weird. It was like my sister is nine years older than me. Don't give me this guff that you're like six years older than your brother and you never had a relationship with him well i actually i thought i thought i heard it wrong the first time i was like did she say 19 she probably said 19 because that makes more sense no no no. she's no it's she, she said, said like he was 14. nine it was only like six years yeah they were five they're five years apart that's where i was just like oh okay the the biggest in the uh let's get to jeff now jeff entered the picture who is more scummier in your eyes is it jeff Lowe or joe exotic we'll start with you isaac it's jeff for sure jeff is like legitimately trying to con people out of everything in this in this docuseries and joe like yeah he's he's scummy but like he's just selfish and looking out for himself he's not necessarily like looking to scam other people and jeff is exactly doing that so i see i defend i'll defend joe a little more i think he really did love love his husbands and i really do think he like 
I think he had his best interest of them. He was always calling, like at the end when he's always calling his now husband, like is he is he quick to move on? Sure, but I think he does care about him. I'll I'll give him that benefit. I would agree with you. I mean, if if you call best interests like buying them stuff and and basically controlling them, then yeah, best interests, sure. Yeah, you could make that argument. I agree with Max. I think I think Joe actually did love his. I think he cared partners. about them for sure, but yeah, I mean, if you he's if just you, quick to move on, and that what that's right. what turns people off. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, Jeff Lowe is definitely the the more the the more scummy one for sure. Robbie, I agree. Jeff Lowe is Jeff Lowe is a dirtbag. Like you can tell, like that, like you look at that guy and it's like I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and it's like this guy is a dirtbag, and like like the whole thing where he he's having a kid and he's looking for a nanny. And he's like, well, if I'm going to have a nanny, might as well be a hot nanny. Yeah, and his wife is just like, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, why they're, not? They're, oh my gosh, they're yeah, swingers, so like, just... she's fine with it, apparently. What what attracts you to that guy? Like, <laughs> the he illusion of his money? money? Yeah. He's probably, you know, a smooth talker. Drives a Ferrari, has tigers. I was thinking Joe definitely would have had the cake until, like, the end where um, Jeff's moving the zoo somewhere else. And he has that other like zoo crazy guy up in mm-hmm. Indiana come yeah. down and like help yep. him build it, and then basically kicks him out of the whole thing. The dude comes down, helps him build everything and set up everything, and then just like cuts him out of the whole deal. Then I was like, that dude is the scummiest guy. That's a power move too. Yep, yep, yep. Big time power move. Um, let's transition to Travis. Well, I, I think let's be careful with how we talk about it. But <clears throat> what is more surprising to you? Um. The fact that they got the reaction out of his suicide from the campaign manager, which, Robbie, you and I spoke outside the podcast. That was like the what the heck moment for you. Um, So I think I already know your answer. Or is it how Joe Exotic treated the funeral, basically describing a intimate moment of of Travis jokingly placing his genitalia on his face? Robbie, we're going to start with you because I think I know your answer, but I want to give Mark and Isaac pro- time to process what just happened in their heads. See, honestly, that whole the, – the funeral, like, that's all in Joe's wheelhouse. I honestly wasn't even surprised with that. And maybe I was still in shock by the whole, you know, we got to watch someone's reaction to someone – something happening. Are we talking about what happened? How it happened? Yes, it's complete spoiler. Review. Okay, yeah, so – we get to watch a person's reaction to someone shooting themselves in the head. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how you top that. I think that's just bonkers. Cause that's like something you see in like, like a TV show. Like that's fake. We got to watch someone's actual reaction. And I, I think I had the same look on my face while watching that. Like, you're just like stunned. Like, Oh, well, and it's different because like everything else is kind of funny. That was not funny. That was like the first moment of the whole series where the tone shifted quickly. Um, it, it felt very dark from that point. Mark, we'll go to you. Crazy stuff with Travis. You know, just all of a sudden, like you said, it just changes the whole like emotion of the show. Um, but with the funeral, the one thing that I, I don't know why I take this away. It solidified that Joe, Joe Exotic couldn't actually sing. Like, I thought watching the music videos that he has out there, it's like, this can't be him. Definitely. And then he sings. I was like, this dude actually can sing. And it makes me think, like, you could have been, like, a good country music singer. According to BuzzFeed, I'll include the the link on the show notes to this. 
The country songs are written and performed by musicians Vince Johnson and Danny Clinton. Oh, now I didn't know with that. With Joe singing quietly behind well, him. Well, he still can kind of sing. We heard it. He can kind of sing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's not terrible. Uh, one of the, I think it was the first or second episode he was singing in the truck, like going down the road to one of his songs, and I was like, nope, that's not him. What was the uh, What was the craziest moment for you um, from this? From from these two these two parts, uh, I would say, yeah, definitely like that. Both of them are really really crazy. Um, but yeah, I think what Robbie said is the funeral thing. That's almost something you expect from Joe Exotic. But that um, that scene where it captures the face of what was the guy's name again? The campaign manager. Uh... Um, Jonathan. We're just going to call him campaign manager. Campaign manager. Like Man, Jonathan Dial, like, I think. Yeah, yeah. Josh or Jonathan or something like that. Like, if he, gosh, I just think of like. Don't worry about that, me, man. Just think of me, like, watching that happen. And he, like, he thought it was a prank because he explained later that Travis did that stuff all the time. Like, you know, put a gun up to his head and, and t- you see. Plenty Very of unusual behavior. So, like, yeah. we didn't even see that stuff. Imagine what was going on behind the scenes in this show. Well, he talks about like Travis po- pointed a gun at him when he was waking up. I mean, we but we watched we watched uh, Joshua uh, is the guy's name. Yeah. Okay. So we wa- but we watched Joe Exotic shoot at people's feet. Like, right. Exactly. We saw plenty like, of. That. I was gonna say. I mean, you see several times during the documentary where I mean they're just shooting random crap. They like one time he's going towards the camera with like pointed the gun at the camera and then like shot the shot the air right when he got to the camera and the whoever was holding the camera was like what the heck <laughs> like the camera was mm-hmm. all shaky and stuff but like i mean they do this crazy stuff all the time so i mean that that was crazy that he was like i mean he, you saw he was shocked obviously but like he you know he was trying to like talk to travis and was like hey like what's going on and travis was obviously dead he explains later that he knew he was dead right away but it's just like he was in this moment of shock and it was crazy that you saw that moment in his face so i think that was the more shocking thing for sure but i mean again the funeral was just at that point it was just like oh my gosh what is what is happening right now these guys are that that was more of a reflection of the whole show these people are just insane. Joe Exotic is like making almost a mockery of this funeral. And in his eyes, it's not a mockery, but right. Exactly. Like in his eyes, he thinks this is like a beautiful, you know, like serenade or, or reflection of his husband. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, what again, a reflection of the whole document. What am I watching? These people are nuts. Do we think Joe Exotic, and this is kind of the last part before we get into our two top fives for today? Uh, do we, unless, am I missing anything before I kind of wrap it up at the end? Am I missing any storylines that we need to talk about? Um, yeah, out of the thousand that are in this documentary, we probably missed a few. I'm, I'm sure I did, and I'm sure somebody listening will be like, why didn't you talk about the guy smoking with all the gasoline tanks around? Um, he said kids don't do this did, at home, so I mean. She did. <laughs> Do you think that Joe Exotic... Um, two questions. Do you think, one, he deserved to go to jail for the length he did? Two, do you think 
um, other people should have gone with him, or do you think this was fair? So, Isaac, we'll go to you to start. Are you good over there? Or should we go to Robbie first? Robbie, go ahead. I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> so, I'll rephrase it. The first one. First question is, should Joe Exotic have gone to jail? Yeah. Or And then the second one is, do you think other people should have gone before him? Or do you think it's stupid and messed up that he went only? I think it's out. Is it Alan? Well, that was that was a thing. Did I I, I don't because after watching it twice, I don't remember them. I still don't remember if do they have proof that Joe actually withdrew three thousand dollars and actually handed it to Alan? Because that's because the, they talked about that's how like they were able to like put it, stuff together is because once money's exchanged, then they can get involved and put a case against right. them. So money definitely was exchanged at some point. I don't remember exactly what it was, but didn't like he sold he sold a cub. Well, I mean, he sells those all the time, but I mean, the only proof that they had that he actually handed him three thousand dollars was Alan Glover saying that he did. Like there yeah, was no that's other. What I'm like it was hearsay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was a witch hunt. Also, I think they just needed the pieces they needed. Well, they said that in the doc too. It's like without the the murder for hire part, they couldn't have convicted him on because the real conviction of the animal selling stuff. So like they needed the like the huge felony to get him to get them into court. And then he still got convicted of that. And on that note, like all of these people, Carol, Doc, probably that Indiana guy, like all the people that are in Jeff Lowe for sure, like all of these people probably deserve to be in jail. But I mean, they were just searching for Joe specifically to to get him on all of this stuff. So I think like, yeah, does he deserve to be in jail? Yeah. Yeah, he does. But so do all the other people that are involved in this whole trade basically if you were like to pick only one person to go to jail in this whole series would it have been joe joe exotic for me it's jeff i would go jeff because jeff planned it out in more detail i get that joe paid the money and that he like wanted it but jeff was way more i I think joe was all talk oh that's all thing that's what like uh, a lot of his workers say it's like he said he was you know he jokingly said like a hundred times a day that he was going to kill Carol. So it's like, I, and I think that's why I kind of got up the humanizing part. It's like out of the three big players we had out of this, I think Joe's the one who a loved his employees, like, or respected them more and loved the animals more. He did it first, not the end, but yeah, yeah that was actually one of like, it's a separate discussion, but that was a sad thing kind of to watch and, and Joe realize it at the end. But like Joe, like at the beginning, like loved these animals then Kirkman came in. They were going to make, you know, a docu-series. Like, they were going to make a show for whatever whoever he was going to sell it to. And, like, right. Yeah, and he's, yeah, like, the love for the animals went away. And then, what is it, end of episode six or episode seven, you see him crying. He's like, I had those chimpanzees for nine years right next to each other and never let them touch. And then the first time they went to a new zoo, they got to play together. And he was like, did I deprive them of that for that long? Like he, it's like, it's like he reverted back to like the guy that actually used to care. And that was, that was one of those redeeming sad qualities that you found out about Joe. And I think that's why people also like Joe. Do you think this, this show on a serious note is going to help the animal cause more because so many people are watching it. And and I think with animal causes, 
some people are like hypersensitive to it almost to a point where they're valuing animal lives more than humans. Not everybody, just there are some people that are like that. And but on the flip side, there's people that totally disregard it and say it's nothing. Do you think that this is going to help the general public assist animals like these tigers and lions that that are kind of being held in captivity like this? I think Saf said it best when she said all this is about like animals and none of them are benefiting from this war. Like I don't I hope like now it does. Maybe people will think about it that way, but I think people are still right now all in the uh Tiger King Joe Exotic craze. I don't know if it's really going to help anything. Isaac, what do you think? I mean, there's something to be said for the the popular phrase like no PR is bad PR. Like any any attention that is brought to this cause could potentially help the cause even if it's negative PR. But again, yeah, I think I think I'm kind of right on the same line as Robbie. I don't. It's it remains to be seen if anything positive is going to come out of this, um, other than potentially you know awareness being kind of like a spotlight being shown on it. Even if nothing changes right now, maybe down the line that means more people are aware of it and more people kind of think about it a little bit more. So I think I think generally it's a good thing. Do I think it's going to change the industry or change anything really? Probably not, but um, at least more people will be aware of it. I wonder I guess. how. I would love to know the giving report after this month, especially with all that's happening in culture. Like mm-hmm. people are telling people to give to nonprofits. Mark, what do you think? Um, I guess just like you see in the doc, all of a sudden, uh, Joe Exotics, you know, initially is you know, enemy number one for PETA and then becomes an informant for PETA. So I think it just comes full circle where I think, yeah, like we've said, it's just going to bring more awareness awareness to, you know, what's going on in this zoo industry. And um, I guess that's all I got to say on that. Uh, Let's head to the top five. The We're going in three. Infinity Bros. Top five list starts now. Every week we like to do a water cooler discussion uh, where we go through a top five. Let's do our first top five. Um, We're going to go with the top five storylines. These are our picks for the top five storylines. As we talked about earlier, there are thousands of storylines. Um, we'll call them the most intriguing storylines because I do think there are serious ones that might get referenced. Uh, so we'll try not to mock those if we bring them up, but they're also ones that are mockable as well. L- let's go ahead and start with Isaac. Isaac, what are your top five storylines? Okay, so I just have five written down. I didn't put them like in an order or anything like that. But um, number one, I've got cult environment. Like each of these places have this environment that everybody is gravitating towards this like central person which is just so fascinating to me like they have built these um almost like farms big cat farms based on their passion for you know whatever it is about these cats and they basically build their own culture around it which is just it's it is fascinating like 
anytime you hear about a cult, you're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy, that's disgusting, like blah, blah, blah. But it's another one of those things that you like, you don't know about it, so you want to watch more to learn more about it. So I just found that just very interesting, especially like Doc Antil- Ant- Antles. How do you say his name? Ant- Antles? Let's see. Antel, 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 Doc Antel. Um, yeah, that, that one especially was just like, what, what is he building here? Why are these people listening to him? Like, this is just so crazy that you, that you see, um, these people are just, I mean, they, they basically worship him as, and he basically calls himself a God in, in the documentary. It's, it's crazy, but they, they keep following him and they did have that one, um, chick. I don't remember her name, but she was actually one that like, realized it was a cult and she got out and she was like this is this is nuts i can't believe people are just going full bore on this so that was number one number two what is up with the cat outfits and memorabilia holy crap like these crazy cat people they wear cat stuff and cat print all the time and it is weird carol especially she's got all these weird like she's got a whole closet full of cat print stuff and yeah, I get it. You like cats, but okay, just back off a little bit. You know, you don't need to wear a cat print every day of your life. Super weird. Um, number three is polygamy. Why is polygamy a thing in the cat industry? I don't understand. Uh, Doc, I don't know if he straight up says it in the in the documentary, but like people around him call all of his employees his girls his wives and then obviously um joe exotic has two husbands for most of the of the um documentary and it just it's just another one of those things it's like why why do you guys think this is a normal thing i don't i don't really understand um but yeah that that's just another crazy fascinating thing uh, that is just sprinkled throughout the documentary. Number four is just the idea of cat farms. Like you go to a zoo, you maybe see one or two tigers, one or two lions or something like that. These farms have two to 300 tigers and lions on them. That is just nuts to me. And if you look at, I mean, I don't know specifically how many people joe exotic had on his crew but it didn't look like it was ever more than like 20 people like when he was having those staff meetings and it's crazy that 20 people could manage 300 tigers and cats and stuff like that that is just it just blows my mind so you have to i mean i'm no animal expert obviously but you have to assume that these animals aren't getting the care that they should and they're probably in some, you know, form of captivity where, the, you know, they might not be actively abused, but probably neglected in some in some form. Uh, so that's just that's another mind blower for me is that these. No, and sorry, it's not just it. tigers. I think didn't Joe have like bears and other animals and monkeys and snakes like the other like the big cat and Doc's place. Those are just tigers and big cats. Joe Exotic was like a legit zoo with tons of animals with like probably, like you said, 20 people. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's just, it's just mind blowing. Uh, so then my number one or five, or I don't know how I've been numbering this, but what if, 
uh what's his name again kirkland the producer guy it's just it's just kirk kirk Ham, i think kirk what if his film hadn't been lost that's like the one of the most crazy things to me like he'd been filming for years everything that was going on there and i felt we got like a ton of film as it was and if that stuff hadn't been lost just think of the depth that this documentary probably could have gone into i mean it was already pretty deep as it was but just it's crazy to think about what we might have seen if all of that footage had not been lost so those are my top five uh, storylines or themes from from this I'll go series. Next. Um, number five, and I'll start a little more sober. Is Travis's suicide? I, I think I'm with you, Robbie. Like, just a tone shifter in this whole show, and I thought it was an appropriate one that the documentary took to kind of delve into this more serious topic. Because the first four episodes, you're you're kind of dealing with joking material. Like, we don't know if Carol Baskin killed her husband, so it's just more fun to kind of make fun of it and hope that it might be true it's more of a conspiracy but that suicide was like real and authentic about it. as isaac talked about these cultures um number four for me was jeff versus joe um jeff really stole the show the back end of this show for me and i felt like he was exposed to be a real creep and i'm sure we'll talk about him as we talk about our top five craziest characters later um number three was the multiple husbands what hooked me to this show was the first part when I found out that Joe Exotic was gay. What settled it as I'm watching this the rest of the night was when I found out Travis was his other husband. And how nonchalantly <laughs> they just kind of brought it up on the show. This is Joe's husband. Right. And I was like, wait, wait, wait what? Wait, wait, I thought John was... No, there's two. Oh. oh. And, then they, and then they cut to the wedding. And it's just brilliant. Brilliant job by the documentary that I was sealed that point. Number two, I'm with you, Isaac. You kind of d- d- dove into it already, but tiger cults is how I'm calling them. Um, I, I don't get it. I don't understand Th- when you when you talk about cults. Specific people are attracted to, to these leaders because these leaders have to have all the power. And you just watch Carol, Doc, and Joe all have power, and you watch them sh- do this power struggle, and you're watching their minions just watch it all burn. And it's just incredible. Um, yeah. And number one is Carol Baskin killed her ex-husband. Like, there's no question. This is this people will talk about that for years. It, it is the most ironic thing I've ever seen. Is she gave them everything. She was happy to talk about everything, thinking that she would be taking down Joe Exotic. And then she essentially took herself out. If she had just not talked to them, they wouldn't have even probably tried to pursue her um yeah i'll go there um robbie we'll go to you okay uh my number five um is john finley and his consignment store or whatever it is that he runs and how he somehow got involved in all these shenanigans and i i feel like he's a character that we're not giving enough credit to because without him a lot of that stuff with with uh, the informant and all that stuff doesn't happen and we also get to see him riding on a jet ski in the sun it's beautiful and it's just it's just a beautiful image that's that's my number five like Wait, is his name james gertson i thought that was john did I, yeah james gertson did I, did not the the john guy? finley no john finley is his oh, toothless okay, husband yeah. no james gertson then my bad oh, i just ruined all that 
I just I was sorry I was just picturing him riding a riding a jet ski. Ugh, okay, um, my number four is <laughs> my number four is a uh, is everything that involved uh uh Rick was it Rick Kirk Kirkham, um and him trying to make his own TV show basically called the Tiger King with like the the throne and everything, um. I think a lot that, you know, played around him is probably the reason that we have, well, I guess, I, I guess before we knew that his pull, like all his tape was burned down, I just assumed we were getting all this tape from him. And then we had all this other tape and I was like, where'd we get everything else? Like, there's a lot of tape out there. Like, I want more. Like, they could probably make a show on that. Did, didn't he continue to keep filming after everything burnt? So he probably backed up the new stuff, probably. right? Probably. I would I would hope so. Oh, you know the filmmaker once the once that studio burned down, he was backing everything. Well, yeah, but up we're talking that. about Rick was definitely backing everything up. But oh, I know, but yeah. I'm saying I'm saying Rick after that was like <clears throat> you know he was watching his back all right. the time with everybody. Well, yeah, because his house burned down then. But like also by the way, like Rick was like a seasoned like reporter and like documentary guy, and he doesn't back up his stuff. Yeah, you're you're just a Todd for doing that. Like you like. But that's just a dumb move. You think you have gold, you make sure you know where the gold is. Like, back it up at home, do something. Okay, um, then my number three would be Travis's... I guess it's not really a... Is, do we call it a suicide? Because did he, did he mean to do it, though? Like, isn't a suicide oh, isn't that right? intentional? A did suicide say- is intentional. Did, he said he it say wasn't, there wasn't a bullet in there yeah, to he the said guy? It, well, yeah, he, he said, like, there's no cartridge in there. It's not loaded. It doesn't well, shoot. Well, I mean, we don't know if he knew that sure. or not, though. Like, I mean, he True. might have known that like, there was. But do you think he'd play a joke as his way to go out? We'll call it, we can call it his death. Um, oh, yeah. I don't. I, I, I feel a little uncomfortable calling it a suicide because it seems like he was a jokester and was, like, legitimately thought, like, there's no cartridge in, it can't fire, and then pulled the trigger and blew his brains out. And probably on drugs. Probably under. I was, I guess I was under the impression that it was uh, an attempted suicide because he goes into that office with the intent of just venting to this guy, and this is all new information that had not been revealed up until this point. Like, like that he was being controlled by Joe and no, all that, but stuff. that wasn't so that time. That, that wasn't that, that time. Tone? He, no, no, he went yeah, in there and yeah, he was, was pointing right the gun at him. Yeah, he said he had at times came in and talked to him. No, I'm pretty sure We'd have to I, I would it. have to rewatch it, but I'm pretty sure he said it was that time specifically that he walked in and was like venting See, to him. I don't think that's right because he stuff. said he was put, so because the dial guy said he was pointing the gun at him as like a joke, and then Travis was like, "Oh no, don't worry, it's there's no way he can fire, there's no cartridge, put it up to his head and blew his brains out." Hmm. So maybe they, I don't, it might we'll, be the same. We'll so look, if look if so, then again. maybe it could be a suicide. I don't know. It's but yeah, like Max said, it changes the whole tone. You don't, you do not expect it, mm-hmm. like, at all. And it's just no. like, yeah, oh, definitely not. Okay. And it it the, it puts another spin on it because out of all of these people in Joe's camp, Travis never gets interviewed this whole time. This whole documentary, he's interviewing everybody else in his camp, but Travis never goes before the camera. And I'm assuming that's Travis's I think it's cause I think it's cause of that. I think I think they didn't want to make a mockery of him. You think so? And I think everybody else is just kind of appears trashy. I don't know if they are trashy, but they just appear that way for following this guy. And I think they were trying to kinda of, I think the filmmakers 
chose to get to just have everybody else describe him and leave it at that. And then think of it like this too: what uh, he dies in 2017. The filmmakers say they took five years doing this doc, so if they go up to the trial, which is in 2019, you go five years. That's two years before, or f- three years before Travis dies. So. I mean, they did, like you said, they probably did have stuff with him, and they probably just made the decision not to air his interviews just because of the way everything transpired with his life. Yeah, because like he was sitting next to like Joe during some interviews, and like, but we never really heard him say much. But yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's that's my number three. Um, and my number two, going back to Joe and his love life, like, th- how how does this? Like, I think we can all agree he's not a good-looking man. Uh-uh. Okay. And can, can somehow get... Which and I, I, <laughs> I, would, I would say Travis would be a good-looking young man. I would also say that... Go on. I'm just, I'm just saying in general, like, they're not, like, hideous-looking, like, old people. Like, they're young kids. Like, and same with uh, uh, Joe's who I assume they're still married, but his new husband, Dylan, is that his, like, another, yeah. like, 20, Dylan, yep. 20-something-year-old. Like, how how does Joe do this? These, these, and it goes back to this whole leader thing, but these leaders... Are you leaders, jealous of Joe? Maybe. Maybe. Drugs, yeah. But, like, like they it's have... The tigers, man. These, these cult leaders have this control over people that I don't quite understand. Like, I can't get my three-year-old son to listen to me. These yeah, guys... But, uh, could you imagine... <laughs> What you could do for your if you had a tiger cub to be like, hey, uh, you want to pet this tiger? Okay, let's hang out. There you go. Yeah, you want to go to bed? You can pet the tiger in the morning. There you if go. You go well, to bed. that's that's exactly what Jeff was saying in episode like five or so. Like he was like, all right, I'm going back to Las Vegas. I have this power because I can take these uh, tiger cubs back here and basically pictures for the you know, gram lure people in to do whatever i want because i have these right it's, these it's animals a weird tigers are a weird power apparently i don't get the appeal honestly but i i guess some people do um and then number one uh carol for first of all first this is kind of a two-part it's carol killing his husband and then it's joe just ragging on her for like the entire series and that's my <laughs> favorite years thing. like you know, do you realize we all have missed out on all these live streams that they have been doing for years before Twitch was cool? Like he had the foresight like, to know that it was it it was a thing. Right. He had, like he knew, man. They both get marketing. Yeah, they they, they both did. are brilliant. Well, that's what they said. Like really Carol was well on the the like the forefront of social media. Like she was on YouTube and right. Carol jumped Facebook, on that right. quick. Yeah, like she was profiting off that when you really could profit off. Of that. Right, but like. But then Joe was profiting off of like having these live videos out there and everything. Like these guys are brilliant. Somehow they are brilliant, and and I just I don't know that whole. There, we've there's enough. There's so much to say about Carol killing her husband and Joe just that B word Carol killing her husband. Well, just to go right to my number five is just kind of Robbie's one part A and B were was the banter between Carol and Joe Exotic. Um, the thing that hit me the most, and I, if like if it ever happened and I knew who did it, I probably would disown you, find out where you live, and Joe Exotic, you guys. Um, the whole sending snakes in a mailbox and opening up a mailbox and just snakes come out, I would never, <laughs> I would never open a mailbox ever again. 
I would I would only have a PO box, and if snakes got in there, it's the government's fault. So, but yeah, just the whole back and forth of like just Jeff just oh my gosh, just having this animosity towards her, and even at the end, like when he's you know giving you mean his Joe, you mean yeah, Joe. my bad, yeah, Joe's exotic. Um, at the end, it's like, and what do you think about Carol? And he's like, yeah, she killed her husband. Like still, like at the, even though he knows he's gonna go to the jail, it's like, yep, she's still a b word. Like, I'll be remorseful for everything, but that that b word, I tell you. Um, my number four, which I I don't think we touched on for storylines, was the Mario uh, Tab Tabro Tabro. Yep. The, 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 yeah, we didn't. We the did Scarface guy. Yeah, the guy who. You know, basically builds a drug empire just to support his exotic animal addiction. <laughs> and how, like, Carol's like, oh, yeah, you can never get in there, blah, blah, blah. And then they get in there. I loved how they did that with the series. Like, someone would say, like, oh, you can't do this, or this is how it happens. And then the, the next scene would instantly disprove whatever they said. So I, w- I think. Or, or it would, or it would over the top approve of what it oh, yeah. said. Yes. Mm-hmm. The. That was another interesting part because he, like, among all these other characters in this show, he's another one that seems, like, sane. Even though you you listen to his story and, like you said, Mark, he's this guy who literally built a drug empire to take care of his exotic animal, like, and covered addiction up a or habit or whatever. Like That's what he went to jail for. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you listen to him, you're like, oh, this seems like... Uh, yeah, compared a to the rest guy. of people. And compared to the rest of them, yeah, obviously. But, man, that, that is just another intriguing... Like, they, there's so many just little side pieces in this documentary that are just so fascinating. Uh, my number three is the Joe Exotic versus the Jeff Lowe, you know, fight that, you know, they have and how that builds up and how, you know, Exotic gets uh, Lowe to come, you know, take over in a sense, the zoo so that he can financially back it and how that just turns sour once he's goes to Vegas. And then another thing we didn't touch on with exotic running for governor of Oklahoma and like getting a sizable, a sizable number for, for of the votes in 2016. 19%, yeah. 19% of people voted for him. That is mind blowing. Yeah. Just to see, I think, Jeff Lowe's true colors at the end of the series. Um, number two, I think, you know, what kind of is the whole backing of this is the murder for hire. That whole thing where you, 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 the documentary makes you think that definitely um, that Alan character and Lowe definitely conspired to like entrap Joe Exotic into, you know, and working with the feds to get him, you know, fight or get him arrested and put in jail. And then my number one, just like a few of us, is the disappearance of Don Lewis. That is the overarching storyline that you, we get at in episode two and just keeps going. We keep following that storyline until the end. Yeah, I, I will continue to love that it just like bit her so bad and now she's screwed. Her 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 empire is screwed. Um, real quick, so we can close out the show, uh, we're gonna do our top five craziest characters. Isaac, we'll start with you. All right. I've got Carol at number five. 
And I will say she's lower. She's lower on my list because she is smart. Like she somehow has conned everybody into thinking that she is this like just cute and lovable, like peaceful person. She's like looking out for the animals, even though when you're going through their parks, they really don't look that much different than Joe exotics or, you know, doc Antley's like they look similar and her enclosures even look smaller than some of Joe's. But she has everybody believing that she is this just humanitarian person. And, like, she she is a very smart person to have conned everybody this long for as long as she has. So that's why I have her at five. She's a crazy person, but she's a smart, crazy person. Uh, number four, I have Jeff Lowe. And like you guys have already mentioned, this guy, like, he comes on and you already don't like him. Like, he's just a douche. But the further this documentary goes on, the more douchey and just arrogant and and awful he gets. And you just, I mean, you know he's a crazy person when, when right when he starts. And it, I think the, one of the first things they mention about him is that he's a swinger, basically. And he, like, goes and has all these parties and wives and and stuff like that and it's like oh okay all right well then here we go um so yeah he's he's a crazy person and a very unlikable scummy crazy person uh number three i have alan glover uh (laughs) this guy oh my gosh this is like your typical like hillbilly crazy person the guy i mean okay uh, granted who knows like his story is sketchy at best but the fact that he says that joe paid him three grand and he goes to south carolina instead and the first thing he says about it is well apparently i didn't make it there uh i don't i don't remember anything but i i did i guess i didn't make it there. <laughs> it's just like wait a minute what is going on in this guy's brain like he's totally fried on drugs obviously he's a <laughs> He's just he's straight and one up of his interview scenes was him and... taking a bath. In his shorts, yes. In what his is shorts. going on? Hey, you know what, guys? I'm really yeah. I, I'm kind of busy. Would you mind just recording me in the tub? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. You guys can interview me. I'm just gonna take my shirt off and just take a bath in my shorts real quick here. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he is a crazy person. Uh, number two, I have Joe Exotic, and he is a crazy person, but he loves everything about it, and like he plays it up. Like he plays up his crazy because he just loves it. So, but yeah, I mean, you you take one look at him, and he's got like. 20 earrings on each ear and he's got this pink like tiger striped sequin jacket and you take one look at him and you know he's crazy already so um not number one crazy person i have is doc antley it's doc antle this guy say it right uh and doc antilles antle doc sorry i'm sorry doc antle antley antley doc antley <laughs> yeah he's crazy um so doc antley this guy uh he like, for as honest as he is about everybody else in this documentary, he doesn't share. Basically, when they ask him about his stuff and what he's got going on, he basically shuts him down. He's like, yeah, I don't have to talk about that. Um, but when they go into his, like, area in his zoo with that little side episode, man, 
this guy has got a whole empire and he literally calls himself a god he gave himself the name of a hindu god and i think that i think this guy takes the cake and crazy and he granted he's not as smart as carol carol's a very smart crazy person he's a crazy person he's he's smart enough to not show his cra- i mean he shows his crazy but he doesn't show his full crazy to everybody around him he he like kind of hides the really crazy stuff that he's doing on his uh uh, cult uh i don't even know campus or whatever you want to call it so doc antley is my number one crazy um, i'll person. go next <clears throat> honorable mention he hasn't been brought up yet the lead detective um i, I <laughs> that guy needs to have an investigation just on him um the picture of him with his wall having just those mardi gras like nasty clown smiles i'm like screw this guy Okay, this guy's a nut job. He's just lucky he's in a film or a series with other nut jobs. Um, the other honorable mention is the campaign manager, Robbie. Um, if you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. I worry about it's kind him. of the way I, I worry about him, but he played a very stupid game by being uh, Joe's campaign manager. He's good at what he does. But he's crazy for hanging around. Okay, there. but like everybody, think, who can we think about this crazy. for a second? This guy was working at Walmart and somehow did a good enough job as a campaign manager to get Joe Exotic nineteen percent of the vote. To basically get one in five voters. That's amazing, and that man should have a job in politics. He should, but now he's on this series, and screw that guy. What's interesting to me is like kind of when they're doing their exit interviews in the last couple episodes. He seems genuinely sad that Joe is gone. Like he, it's because they're, has all, they're fully all bought in on Joe, including Joe. Um, yeah, yeah. But well, he, he said he hated he, Joe. It's just so interesting because he, he seems like this guy no, who no, no, wouldn't no, no, no. buy. It, buy he's it. he's a cult. They're all cult leaders, and these people can hate them in their heads, but it is very difficult to get away from them. And it's it's just it's the it's pretty much an overarching theme in this show. And he's still there he until is, the he end. He has no like, business staying there. Just, he watched somebody kill themselves. Yeah. Like that—that that is enough for you to go. You know what? Right. I'm out. Right. Right. At that point, that makes sense to go that. And and so I, I just think, I think it's all cult. Number five, you 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 talked about it in depth, but Doc, this is the most sophisticated cult leader of the big three. Um, he's crazy. Uh, yeah, he's off his rocker. I'm very confident he's probably using drugs on people much less his uh, animal, and euthanizing the cubs. That's just a sad, sad thing. Number four is Harold, Bask- Harold Baskin. I am calling him Harold Baskin. Uh, he's a psychopath for marrying Carol Baskin. Um, <laughs> he, he dressed yeah. up and is, uh, the term that the kids use is a simp. I will stand by that. He is a simp. Um, th- this man is, he burns millions of dollars just because some guy in Oklahoma calls his wife a crazy B-word. Um, number three is Joe Exotic. That goes without saying. To quote Joe Exotic, "I'm gayer than a three dollar bill." Um, <laughs> and uh, just I, I I have to say Joe Exotic is my favorite character in this series. Um, he is crazy, but what I like about him and Doc, and I will fight on behalf of Doc for this, they know who they are. They do not refute who they are, as good or bad as they are. Number two is Jeff Lowe. He is slimy, like in a will kill you, take your money and your family kind of guy. Um, the other ones are just kind of cult leaders trying to make money off of cats. 
and build a little community. Jeff Lowe's pretty bad. But number one, and I don't even know how you can refute it, is Carol Baskin. I, I would hear you say, Isaac, well, she she's so smart and she can get people to, you know, think she's smart. That's what makes her the craziest of them all. Like, even Jeff, to some extent, knows who he is. He's not going to sit back and just, like, lie about it. She is lying the whole time to herself. Oh, she, know, she knows very well who she is. That's, that's not the point. Yeah, she knows who she is. She's just lying to people to get hurt. She's, she's crazy, man. She's a nut job, and is. for her to explain how a cat could be um, attracted to somebody with a specific kind of sardine oil says everything I need to know. This this woman should be behind bars. Go ahead, Robbie. <clears throat> All right. Uh, my honorable mention, if, if we're throwing out honorable mentions, would be Howard. Same as Max. Like you're you're gonna just throw money at your you're the third husband of a lady that probably killed her first husband good for you and that's i he, he's an honorable mention just for singing that stupid song like i was legitimately mad at that like i hated every part of that like i don't even know why that was in there i was just mad anyways <clears throat> my number five is alan uh kind of along the same lines as uh isaac was saying like that guy's just kind of there he doesn't really know what's going on he's hired to kill someone but not hired to kill someone ends up in north carolina in a trailer then he's in a tub and i don't know what's going on with that guy apparently he killed somebody i don't think yeah like you said he i don't think know he what's knows what's going, what's he going on with himself what state so. he's in what's where he's going um and then my number four is joe exotic because, and I think this comes down to that redeeming quality of him that at the beginning he really cared about the animals. And I think at the end, once he realized what he was doing, he really cared about the animals. Um, and uh, he, he doesn't give up. He has a he has a never give up attitude. He's going to make sure Carol Baskins goes away for killing her husband. And, he, and if he doesn't, he's going to make sure everyone in the world knows that he killed, that she killed her husband. So uh, those are his redeeming qualities. And that's why he's, he's, he's. He's my number four. Uh, my number three is Jeff Lowe. I think a lot has been said about him. He's just a slimy scumball. Like he's the worst. Like he's a guy he's you so see bad. at like. He, there's a guy that looks like Jeff Lowe at every bar you go to, and you know you hate. You know you hate that guy. Like like him and his wife both have like sequined pants on. Like they're at the bar. They know all the people. Everyone actually hates them, but they buy people shots, so they kind of pretend like they like him kind of guy like i yeah yeah jeff Lowe, number three um <clears throat> number two and i know you're interested to see where this is gonna go i it, it's carol carol's my number two um same yeah same 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 lines that you went with max like she's awful she like is lying through her teeth like she refuses to like give up much to the the news crew but even what she did give up was probably too much and probably didn't paint her in a really good light um and another thing we didn't talk about with her and her first husband's family how like they were like if you talk like we'll make sure you never get anything and like she'll try to ruin them like and they wouldn't like say much so like and we didn't talk about that uh what was it five years in a day that she could go get all that money out or whatever it was like like, it all just adds up to Carol Baskins killed her husband and some and her uh, 
her her brother that oh, she didn't know because they were only five they were five years apart which is I guess a long time um you know stuck his neck out for her apparently um I would love to know how she did it I'm still interested do you think it's Tiger I don't know feel like that would leave too much uh <clears throat> unknowns for her i feel like she would have done it a different way so well like what well, it was tiger it yeah. was meat grinder and it was under the septic tank propane tank is septic tank yeah septic. that's what it was that meat grinder that one sounds just too grisly so i, I feel like see septic a, i did tank see an article like the... about the meat grinder saying and and who knows this is carol saying it but like she said that like the meat grinder they had was a small one not the giant one that they depicted in the show. Who knows if that's true? I don't know. But the septic tank makes, makes sense. That's how you get rid of a body for sure. No one's going to dig under that. And then my number one is the guy that at first I thought was like the only like decent person the first two episodes who turned into like the most scummy controlling person there is. And anyone that calls themselves a god, like I just don't like you and that's doc antle antle doc antle screw that guy like <laughs> wait who's that shut what about doc antle what, what, i think the guy? thing i hate about him the most is he was that guy that like will talk trash like he'll talk straight but he'll talk trash about everyone else but then when he's asked about his own things that like are a little like suspect he's the first to be like oh i'm not going to talk about that Oh no! Uh, I I know this runaround. I ain't talking about that because you know that it's scummy. Like, like Carol at least would talk about things like, oh yeah, we 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 don't yeah we don't pay our workers. Ha 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 ha! They have shirts. Oh, there was one that that's been here for five years and I never knew who she who the person was. Ha 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 ha! Whatever. And then Joe, like I I I legit think Joe, although he was taking advantage of them, was getting these guys that are just coming out of prison. Um, and I think he legit, legitimately cared about them, at least at first. And I, I think he's kind of one of those guys that he would, he's going to shut them, those people off after they wrong him. But like, it seemed like Joe was doing a good thing. And they, they show that in the first two episodes, like Joe would go down to like a gas station where he knew that there was a, like a homeless person and would give him a job. Obviously he wasn't paying him much and making him work way too much, but I don't know. There was something there. Carol or Doc is just... Doc wouldn't tell you anything like that unless it was like positive for him. And that's why I don't like Doc. Screw Doc. Team Screw Doc, yeah. Uh my okay, my number five, no honorable mentions. Uh, my number five is Doc Antilles. Uh kind of can just cover what everyone else <laughs> Who says. That? He's Doc Antilles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. The, antlers, Doc Antlers. Yep, Doc Antlers. Yeah. Um Doc Antlers. Bogavin, you mean? I like how Yes. I like how at the end of the series, it says, "Oh, and in twenty nine December twenty nineteen, his compound was raided." So I, I've, I really want to dive into that and see what <laughs> yeah. that all transpired, and what they found or why they raided his compound. Well, that must have been from all the all the dirt that Joe was giving the feds on literally everybody, right? Like I kind of assumed that it was from that because since it just came off of that episode, but yeah, that would be interesting to see what all came out of that. Uh, my number four, Jeff Lowe, um, just reiterating what everyone else says about him. He's just like your typical dirt bake looking guy, but um, I guess he's successful financially and you know was able to buy everything. But I think at the end of the day, just what you see through the series, he's 
a backstabber and makes power moves to benefit himself and himself only. Um, my number three, Joe Exotic. I think he's crazy, misunderstood, made some bad decisions. But I really believe at the end of the day, um, he really did care about his workers and cared about people. And um, there's a scene where he's having, I think, a Christmas dinner with a bunch of people, like, you know, that he provided the meal for. So, yeah, I like it. I don't I don't see a, a thing that Carol did that. I don't see Carol feeding people. She makes all her people volunteer and doesn't know their names. But whatever. None of my business. Number two, Carol. Carol Baskin. Insane, manipulative genius evil genius person who has manipulated the masses to work for her for free and then fool uh like you know the people who what was the who's people that reviewed the zoos where they're saying she gets perfect rating and then like they never get a good rating were and that's and that's what they went to it's like they they're in tinier cages they're in weed infested stuff so i think she's doing something Far beyond than just being just overall crazy. Um, and then my number one curveball here, James Gerritsen. I think he's the craziest person out of the whole doc. Yeah, I, that dude I, is not with it. He's not, I don't think he's intelligent. And he has, I like, that dude is just nuts. He sells, he sells that one guy a stolen Hummer he basically outs out a ton of people because he wants to keep his that monkey that he has instead of just instead of just paying a fine and getting the lemur removed like if this dude doesn't buy a lemur illegally none of joe exotic doesn't get arrested and he's got yes. the worst haircut in the whole documentary yes. and that's saying something cuz there's a lot of bad haircuts <laughs> Yeah, I mean he he he's he's the unsung hero from the FBI's perspective, right? Well, so well, thanks for tuning in. This it was a minisode initially, but I think we're just gonna call this bad boy a four a full episode. We're at an hour forty four right now. <laughs> we are at an hour forty four right now. So um, here we go. Either or, um. So this is going to be a full episode. So thank you. If you are still listening, we appreciate you. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check us out on the, on our website, uh, theinfinitybros.com. Um, uh, we'd love to hear from you and love to hear feedback from you about this episode. Mark, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me coming on the show. Robbie, thank you for coming on the show. You're welcome. And Isaac, thank you for attending the show. Thank you very much. I have one thing to say before you close it out. Um, we have some really cool merch. You can check it out on our website, www.theinfinitybros.com, um, the store. And we have a couple extra t-shirts that we're going to give away. So if you're still listening to this, buckle up because you have a chance to win a t-shirt of your choice. There's only one t-shirt, but your choice is the size. So, um, the thing that you need to do to win this t-shirt is you need to go to one of our social media platforms and on this post that we are posting the live uh, episode, what is this, 34 now? If this is a full? Yes, 33, 34, yeah. It'll be published, it'll be published on March 31st. You need to um, p- 
put a whimsical animated gif in a reply or a comment and you need to tell us your favorite tiger king character and you need to retweet or share that post okay free t-shirt people free t-shirt is at stake the first person to do that will win a free t-shirt that i will send to you great plug isaac we appreciate that that's awesome um thank you listeners for uh, listening with us today wherever you are know that we appreciate you and we love you 3000 we will talk to you soon see ya Bye. bye thanks for tuning in to the infinity bros podcast you can find the infinity bros on facebook instagram and twitter at the infinity bros Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.